0: Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Cool man. That's just cool and groovy, all right. All right. So in this episode, I uh, I veered off a lot and started talking about random uh, random memory. I kind of kept the story together, I think. Uh, uh, but anyway, I talked about old recordings that I found in doing um, in looking for some. Uh, looking for some music on my computer I found a lot of old stuff and it was a nice little trip down memory lane and I sort of narrated that for you a little bit and asked a few questions of my musician friends to find out if they had any similar uh feelings about their old recordings that I did so um if you are a uh if you are a musician who has recordings of yourself from way back when. let me know what you think about how you sound back then, according to now, and or, or how does that how did that affect you mentally? Like, did you were you did you feel the same way that you did when you first heard it, or uh, you know you, you, you you'll see just just listen on listen on there. Uh, the things I gave you to listen to and watch for this episode, I have to thank Miss Julie Bender for uh, giving me these uh, first two artists to listen to this week and she was spot on, they were amazing The Generationals listen to the album Con Law C-O-N-L-A-W, Con Law Lake Street Dive, Live at the Lizard is that right? Live at the Lizard Lounge I couldn't see it all and Leon Bridges, Good Thing. So The generational, the Generational's Con Law, Lake Street Dive, Live at the Lizard Lounge, and Leon Bridges, Good Thing. Listen to those. Watch Long Strange Trip, The Grateful Dead Story on Amazon Prime. And watch both Netflix specials of uh, watch Trevor Noah and watch Michael Shea watch both of those Trevor Noah's Netflix special and Michael Shea's Netflix special so watch Long Strange Trip on Amazon and both of these are on Netflix Trevor Noah and Michael Shea watch both of them they're pretty flipping awesome please leave us reviews on iTunes Podomatic YouTube subscribe to all of those respective channels please subscribe to those channels subscribe to Sunset Grill and also subscribe to the Cast Iron Skillet because we're going to do a season two for both of those. Without further ado, here's my stuff, episode number 37. Enjoy, folks. Hey guys. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you'll have to watch the YouTube video to find out what I'm laughing at. <laughs> Uh, See, I love those things that just come out out of nowhere, and uh, I love those things. Those are funny. Anywho, so um, I was, I was, uh, all right. I need to preface this by saying that, uh, so I've been making some beats lately, some, uh, uh, some like, rap beats for, uh, my buddy, Michael Swaim of, uh, small beans. And, uh, one of the tracks that I made, uh, is featured on his tales from the pit series of podcasts. And, uh, so you can listen to tales from the pit, definitely listen to tales from the pit. Go, go subscribe to small beans as well. Um, I know, I know that, uh, most people who are listening are familiar with, uh, are familiar with sunset grill, but Michael did an episode of, uh, sunset grill with us back in the day. And, uh, yeah, so go, go, uh, go subscribe to small beans and check out all their shit. But tales from the pit features one of those tracks that I made for his, for his album. So I thought. We were going through the email chain, and I was looking back, and I was like, man, I I knew I had made one more, and I don't think I had sent it yet. I was looking through all of the old recordings that I had done, and uh, or all the old tracks that I had made, and I started stumbling across shit that I recorded when I was like 19, and I was listening to it, and I was thinking, man, this sounds like a completely different person, and it really does. In fact, I sent these things to Adam. I sent well, I sent a couple of them to Adam. He was like, "Who's that?" Like he sent back, "Who's that?" And I thought he was joking. I was like, "Exactly." Then when I talked to him again later, he was like, "Yeah, man, who who was that?" And I was like, "Are you serious? That was me, man." Like, "No way." But yeah, he wasn't like, "No way." He was like, "Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounded a little bit, but not 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 very much at all." So anyway, I know a lot of my musician friends that have been playing music their whole lives. Recycle. I know a lot of my musician friends that have been playing music their whole lives. I'm sure a lot of them have old recordings of themselves and such. And, and like uh music that they recorded when they were young. And I was just wondering if the same thing happens to them that happened to me when they listen to the old stuff. So like, I pretty much remember damn near everything. And uh I remembered listening back to these old stuff. I was like these old songs. I remembered like just I remembered okay, here comes this this uh this time when I when I messed something up or this is when I didn't play something right or whatever. And uh then I was listening for it and I heard the thing that I used to think was a mistake. And then I was like, okay, well, this wasn't so bad. Like this, this was much worse back then than it is now than I thought. And actually listened to them in the original recordings. And there was a lot of mistakes that I thought were mistakes then. And then I look back and it's just like these things add character to the song. Like they make. Uh, they, They just add, they really do add so much character to the song. And it was sort of things that I did in my leads back then that I would have considered a mistake. Now I do on purpose for, uh, you know, for, for audible reasons. I don't know. It was just really interesting going back and listening to all of those things. And, uh, what, what I consider being a mistake then is actually just really cool now. So I wondered, That if anybody else feels that way, like if they were just because I was embarrassed to share this music with people, like I I would, like say a few years ago, if if it would have been like a a few years ago, if somebody would have asked me to hear that stuff, I'd have been like, eh, you know, you don't want to hear that. It's not, it's not the best, it's not the best stuff. But then when you go back and listen to say like Aerosmith's first album and, and like Steven, uh, or Steven Tyler's voice hadn't even like developed into what it will become yet. So I'm, um, I'm wondering if any of my, my, uh, musician friends out there who, who do the same thing, like who listen to old recordings of themselves feel the same way. So, uh, let me know about that. Anyway. I'm not sure if it's time that's done done this, or if it's just that uh, my my style of music now caters to the small imperfections or whatever. But uh, I was very happy with 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 what I heard, and I didn't think I would be. So I texted a bunch of these people last night, uh, or a bunch of these songs last night to a few people, and uh, I sent Brian Jordan, Brian Jordan, old vinyl collector, to Blue Wrench Brian, he got. A shitload of them. And I recorded this stuff. And I I recorded this stuff like, uh, obviously, when I was 19 years old. And I was very, like, self-conscious about making everything right. And making everything perfect. And and this and that. And I just, almost always, my record producer, Fred Shaw. Who I learned so much from. Uh, would tell me, you know what, you've done this 20-something times, and I would literally do a guitar solo 20-something times. Go, back, He's like, now listen to this one right here. And I would listen to it, and I would be like, man, that one was the best one so far. And he was like, yeah, that was the first one. So Fred Shaw was the person that taught me that nine times out of ten, the first time you do something through, even if there's a couple of little little screw-ups here and there, the first time you do it, is usually your money shot. That's usually the one that you go with, and I learned a lot from that dude. And uh, I told you guys in the last episode that uh, uh, me and Smitty were talking on the way back from Boone about recording an album, and I was telling him that I wanted to uh, I wanted to produce the album, and that there would need to be like some imperfections need to stay like some of the, some of the imperfections need to be there because they truly do add character. And not only that, I feel like now for sure I'm validated in thinking this because I listened to the things that I thought were imperfections back in the original album, the original solo album that I recorded called uh, the acoustic B side, which, uh, I, uh, <laughs> there's a couple of folks out there who had a copy of that from back then. But, uh, I think I made 300, I had 300 copies of that CD printed. So 300 people somewhere has got it. But, uh, anyway, I feel validated in, in, in like the leaving imperfections because the things that I considered imperfections back then I listen to now and I'm like, you know what? That really does add, character. You don't want it to sound like a computer created it. You want that that's the thing I love the most about live music is the human element. And uh you you don't have so much of the human element if everything is all Pro Tools down and uh and whatever. But anywho, recycle your plastics. As I said, Fred Shaw recorded my first solo album when I was 19 years old and I learned a lot from him. Also I've been, I've been using a lot of these tricks that, uh, that he taught me. I just remember watching, he used pro tools and I use garage band. So it's a little bit different. I, I know you, uh, some music heads out there get, get what I get that reference. But if not, it's not worth me explaining. Trust me. Um, I just remember he was the first person that I was, like, looking over his shoulder as, like, he was just just trimming and editing, and it just, he made everything look like magic, and uh, it was pretty much like, he was the first person that I ever heard say uh, shortcuts are everything learning your shortcuts on your keyboard for for your program, and I know this doesn't make sense to any non music heads, and I'm sorry for that. But just in editing, knowing your keyboard shortcuts and how to do things, and uh, Tyler Brown said the same thing a few years later about uh, script editing when we were talking about uh, writing a script, which maybe we'll talk about one day, but I don't know if I want to put that out in the world because it's a really good script, and I don't want to, I don't want nobody stealing it. Uh, cause it's good. Anyway. Um, yeah, Fred y'all taught me a lot that I'm using today about this stuff. And, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm having just a whole throwback of this. When I was writing down my bullet points for this thing, I was thinking about the music and all the things and I'm like, well, putting this all together. Like, yeah, Fred was the first person I saw, like do any kind of audio editing, any kind of sound editing at all. And like, I was one of the, like literally the first time that I was like, oh, okay, so it, so that's how it's done. Like I, I like seeing the magic behind the curtain for the first time when I was that young was was a really cool thing. And also, I learned a lot from another guy named Jim Owens who recorded my first band album when me and Chris Burks were like I don't know fourteen or fifteen, and we were fifteen years old because I had just got my permit and I could I had just gotten to where I could drive. By myself before eight o'clock. And uh me and Chris Burks and Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin was probably ten or eleven. And he played bass. Chris was the drummer and I played guitar. We were in a band called Forgiven. We recorded like a I don't know, six or seven song CD and they did a little write up in the paper about us and we played all these churches and we went we actually went around when I was 15 years old my my buddy Chris Burke's dad brother David Burke drove us around in their uh Mer- mercury uh, sable or, or, or yeah, I think and uh like drove us to gigs at churches and we would play and uh and we we i mean that that we would do that like we we would go and like travel around and shit and do like uh like churches and play when we were like 15 years old and that was so much fun back then like we were on top of the world at this point point. and uh billy billy was 10 years old when he joined the band he had to have been 10 or 11 playing bass with me and chris and we we played like every we we played every day like we we definitely made music every day and uh well see chris's mom worked at the school my mom my stepmom worked at the school and we were able to pretty much hang around after we were pretty much able to hang around after school every day and uh and jam we had all of our instruments tucked away in a corner of a room of one of the classrooms and every day we could we could or or we, we actually we had access to the church and some of our instruments were over at the church as well because um, for those of you who are not familiar, I went to went to a Christian school and um, there was a church right like right next to right across the parking lot from the school. There was a church, and we had access to the church, which was also a nursery. So when the kids would uh, when the kids in the nursery were doing their nap time and they were outside playing. We could go we could go into the into the sanctuary and we would we would practice. And we did this every day. And I was like, we, we, we got to where we we were obviously doing covers, and that whole first out first CD that we did was all, were all Christian band covers. I don't know, just just getting back to looking at all this, these old recordings and stuff and listening to that stuff, and it, it's, it's just it's hilarious and I, this is, this is going to be funny. But, uh, let's see if we can look at this, check this out. Chris Burks right there. That's me, Chris Burks and Billy Baldwin. The bass player was 10 years old when he recorded this, and I was 15. Look, listen to 15-year-old me. is a reliant K song.
1: Smile on my, face with the air dance in my khaki pants. There's nothing better. It's always a
0: surprise. There's nothing better, baby. Do you like my sweater? <laughs> There's nothing better, baby. Do you like my sweater? 15-year-old me right there playing uh, a Reliant K song. Uh, hilarious. It's funny. But I was looking back at all the stuff, and it's so funny to hear. Like, I listen to recordings today, And like, you're like, okay, so this is what I sound like. And I have, I have one of those brains that, that will store my voice when I hear it as like a permanent thing. You know, like I, I I don't know why I always think that things will stay the way that they are forever in my brain. So I listened to these things back then and I'm like, wow, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. This is much different than it is today, but it's funny to watch where you come from. And uh, I, I, uh, I try I know we we're going way off topic on this stuff and talking about old stuff. and I went way out of my bullet points. I kind of abandoned them. Uh, what's funny is because when I say me, Chris Burks and Billy Baldwin, that just takes my brain to a place where we're 15 years old and Billy's 10 and we're just jamming in the in the church or in this long hallway of a school that we went that we all went to. Uh, Billy's dad, pastor Larry was the administrator of the school and we, uh, and the pastor of the church and we were, I don't know, we, 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 we were a cool little band, man. I was proud of us and I still am back then, but we come a long way, come a long way from the Kelsey and Chris days when we were 13 Thirteen. We started our first band when we first learned how to play instruments. So the first eighteen years of playing live music wasn't that bad. So here's to making the next eighteen better. Here's a. This is a super short episode. Um, I don't have anything else for you. I've got a gig with Smitty tonight at Moto's, and tomorrow night at Oceanfront Bar and Grill. We're doing the doing the duo uh, tomorrow night. And tonight, and then Cornbread's playing at Captain Archie's in North Myrtle on Friday, and that's 645. And Buffalo Wild Wings at Monkey Junction in Wilmington on Saturday. And, um, yeah, there's that. Come on out and say hi. There's a trivia question for you one day. The grandson of the great Harry Carey is now the commentator for what Major League Baseball team? i'll let you google it all right ladies and gentlemen roll tide roll tribe i got some things for you to listen to and watch for this episode the generationals con law listen to that album my friend julie gave me a lot of really good music to listen to so i'm sharing it with you Also, Lake Street Dive, who I'm in love with right now, she called it. She was like, you're going to fall in love. And she was very close to right. Live at the Lizard Lounge is a great... uh, I love live, anything live. So listen to Lake Street Dive, Live at the Lizard Lounge. And Leon Bridges has a new record called Good Thing. Listen to Leon's new record. His last album was amazing. Everything I've heard off of this album is awesome. I haven't heard the actual album yet, but I will soon because I uh, will 100% get the vinyl. Uh, so, yeah, listen to The Generationals, Con Law, Lake Street Dive, Live at the Lizard Lounge, and Leon Bridges, Good Thing. Uh, watch A Long Strange Trip on Amazon Prime. It's a Grateful Dead story. It is f- fucking amazing. Listen to or watch that. Trevor Noah has a Netflix special that is uh, absolutely hilarious. If you only know Trevor Noah from The Daily Show, who Marshall did some filming for uh, in the last episode of Daily Show, uh, watch his Netflix special because he is amazing, and as is Michael Shea. Watch Michael Shea's Netflix special. It's really, really, really funny. You'll dig it. So watch Long Strange Trip. And Trevor Noah and Michael Shea's respective Netflix Netflix specials. Watch those things. That's all I got for you today. A little short episode. Uh, we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing a sports episode as well between this and between now and Sunday. Uh, there's been uh, the NBA draft and um, the Atlanta Braves baseball season, and how nobody's talking about it we just lost to the to the mother the red legs we lost the series to the red legs our uh, bullpen's not doing so well neither is our starters that's the end of my story on sports we're going to be doing this episode coming up soon I'm uh, probably get brother Asher on here and uh, Jason Summers also wants to come on and talk about some sports um, or pest control or God knows what um, also uh, another 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 few guests uh, we got. Um, I think Jen and Jeff Thomas, who was I was supposed to do Sunday's episode with, but was postponed because of the Boone situation. Uh, I think they're coming back on the 15th of July, if I'm not mistaken. They'll be on that episode, and we're getting to the point now to where our guests have uh, dates set as to when they're going to be here, which is. I'm very happy about that, and that's cool. We're doing big things with this uh, little podcast. Please help us do bigger things. Go to our Patreon and commit to a a certain amount that you'd be willing to let us lay hold to, for lack of a better term, monthly. And also, check out the GoFundMe. Please leave reviews on uh, iTunes and Podomatic, and please leave... uh, Please leave reviews on on YouTube. Subscribe to everything. Uh, subscribe to my stuff. Also, I did find out for um, Android users out there. I found out last night at uh, at Mako's in in Merle's Inlet here that. Uh, I am now on Google Play. We are now on Google Play in the podcasts, so go search my stuff in Google Play, and you can subscribe there. If that makes it easier for you than going through the whole Podomatic route, which um, by all means, do whatever is easiest for you and makes you comfortable. (laughs) That was fun, right? So uh, yeah, do that. And subscribe to all of the things. Subscribe to Sunset Grill. We're doing a Sunset Grill Season 2. Those episodes are going to be released probably uh, maybe twice a month, if I had to guess. So um, they will not be uh, released at, or, or much more sparsely than these episodes. So, uh, But subscribe to Sunset Grill. We may be doing more cornbread podcasts coming up soon. Who knows? We may just... Just start recording truck talks. We, I may do that with Smitty today. We may record a truck talk on the way to the, uh, on the way to our gig at Motos, and we'll. Just, I'll, I might, may release that. So yeah, go subscribe to the the Cast Iron Skillet, subscribe to Sunset Grill, subscribe to all of my stuff podcasts, and go to subscribe to Small Beans as well. Uh, Brother Michael Swaim and the whole crew. Uh, Small beans are doing a fantastic job with everything out there, and as far as production, they uh, they uh, are, are way far and uh, than way more far than head and shoulders above me. And uh, definitely go listen to that, see how a podcast is really done. But thank you guys for listening. That's all I got for you today. Oh, and I am actually going to put the actual version of "Where's My Monster" on the end of this episode. Uh, in the audio feed. So I'm going um, to, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that on there. I was going to leave it playing while the, the, or let it play while the YouTube video feed runs. And I may still do that. Who knows? But anyway, I'm going to put that whole song on the end so you can actually hear the, uh, the actual song that the intro and outro comes from. So there's that all i got for you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Keep it groovy out there, baby. Keep it groovy, all right. Peace, bitches. Love ya.